different points of view and highs and lows a new perspective everywhere you go open up your mind drown out the noise and see if this connected and see if this connected What's up, fam? The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests, and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad. Welcome back, fam, for another episode of This Connected and we're following up in our DTR episodes for this month of September. Uh, last week, we had Josue and Sarah, youth minister of St. Mary's, and her fiancé, Josue, the all-around guy. And this week, we have something, another one that's special. I have with me two people. You are people. Yes, they are people who are part of Sparrow Worship. They're from Riverside. I'm not sure. What they're going to do is they're going to introduce themselves. Actually, what I asked, and it's super cute. He's going to introduce her, and she's going to introduce him. So, fam, here are our guests for this new episode of DTR. Hello. This is my wife, Jenny Alarcón. And uh, she is my wife of two years Mm -hmm. so far. We just got past our second year anniversary. It doesn't sound sure. (laughs) And I am speaking carefully so I don't make mistakes. Uh, (laughs) And so I don't say uh, too much. Um, There he did. And I did. Okay. So she is a teacher, teaches kindergarten and has -hmm. been a musician for many, many years, has a beautiful voice and can play the piano and guitar. And I'd say her other special talent is putting up with me and my shenanigans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's beautiful. Thank you. Um, on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what you, love. you guys are watching this. You guys can't see this on YouTube. She like grabbed his Arm. Oh, that's just, <laughs> just love that young love. Yes. So this is my husband, Anthony, um, of two years. And I love him very much. He's a really, really great guy. Um, he's also a teacher. He just became a sixth grade teacher. Uh, we actually just got through our first week of school. So yes. we just survived that, which is great. And he also plays guitar. He has other instruments too. He has learned the drums this these past couple of years. Um, let's see. He plays the bass. And he well, that was his first instrument. He sings and writes songs. And he's a really great cook. He just got a new grill that he's been super excited about. He's been grilling really great things for us. Wow. We actually had Sparrow over the other day and we grilled for them. And that was a good time. Yeah, he grilled. Not oh. me. <laughs> but, Patio Pro. 
Yes. Which is, yeah, which really is great for me because I hate grilling, but I love inviting people who grill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> as long as I can bring my grill, we're good. Yes. But I, I very much appreciate him. And he's also helped me grow a lot of my faith since the moment we met. That's beautiful. And you know what? In, in this episode, um, in the last episode, we had two people who are engaged. And then now we have two individuals who are actually married, two years in and loving it, and professionals. And I love that, that you guys focused a lot with what you said is we're both teachers. And I can just picture this um, in my mind when you're saying that is the two of you correcting papers and then saying, okay, let's stop, let's sing a song. And in the kitchen, sing songs because my parents mm-hmm. um, used to do that. You know, it was so romantic. It was like, you know, he would come home and he's singing as he's coming home. And he, you know, the neighbors would say, they know that he's about ready to go home because, because he's singing. Mm-hmm. And then my mom hears him and then she responds back in song. So their conversation was always in song. Now, let me ask you, is that how your conversation is? You're like, hey, Jenny, I'm back. And <laughs> here I am. And then you're responding back in song. I don't think so. I do that in my class. <clears throat> Actually, I sing to them. I'll be like, oh, no, I need to go give myself a point because some friends are not listening because they've been doing teacher versus student. And when they're doing a great job, they get points. And when I or when they're not doing not a great job, then I get points. So I just make up random songs sometimes with them. But yeah, we haven't really had that experience, but we do grade grade things alongside each other, plan things for our class alongside each other. That's that's super cute because it's like it, it's like what I envision young couples is is that um you're just partying all the time. But here you have you have your life, your your teachers, you have your professional life, but then you part of a band how did that come about that is a good question um we were bullied into it uh i'm just kidding uh no we how did we become a band we we grew up as musicians and i was part of other bands in high school so was i and he was as well and then i've always been a part of the choir um, at my parish and that yeah that has always continued until pretty until pretty much the pandemic uh but our friend hillary which i'm sure you've Blue met Hugh. yeah you know a hillary. lot of friends a lot of you guys hopefully might know he'll hillary. come on sometime yes. in october yeah on our episodes on dying to self mm-hmm. um he had he has a lot of great ideas and he had the idea of putting together a band full of alumni because mm-hmm. we we met at the Newman Center, St. Andrews Newman Center um, at UCR. Yes, yes. through the through the Catholic, <clears throat> excuse me, through the Catholic Club there, CSF, mm-hmm. and it was a retreat. We were on a church retreat. That's how we met. It was the final year that the Dominicans were there. It used to be run by the Dominicans before the diocese, wow. and um, they. They took us on a retreat. I was at UCR. I had just graduated UCR and Jenny 
was not from ECR, but she went to Fullerton. But that was a special year because because they were leaving. They opened it up to a lot of uh, other people to join. Other college students. Yeah, other college students mm-hmm. to join from usually restricted to UCR and RCC. Mm-hmm. But that year was special. And yeah. Yes. So we That's where to... we met. So, so, Tony, paint us a picture of how you guys met. Oh, boy. <laughs> we, I think we have different, uh, different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different visions of what happened. Yes. I always like to hear how the guy sees it. Because it's like, mm-hmm. it's never the way that it actually happened. Yeah, we've spoken about it before. <laughs> about it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So so here's here's the deal. I was there. The reason why I wanted to really go on this retreat was because my first year at CSF, I got really sick. I ate a bad burrito. And I literally got sick on the way up to the mountain. <laughs> it's in Big Bear. And my stomach was hurting. I... By the time, you know, got there, my, this was my uh, senior year at college. So I didn't find the Catholic Newman. I didn't find my faith till uh, the end of junior, my junior year at college. So I'm a revert. So oh, that's all. That's, so not in high school? No, not in high school. No high school formation, oh, no. nothing like that. It was, I was atheist for a long time. And so and, you're the opposite of most people yeah. who are on fire in high school. And they lose it in college. It's mm, true. Yeah, I didn't have the fire. Wow. So, so I discovered it in my junior year of college, and it was again Hillary was the one who he's the <laughs> one that fished me out. Uh, and and again, that's a whole other story. But uh, we so I found the Catholic Newman Center, and um, there I got to grow on my faith. And what, what was I going with that again before? How did we meet? meet? Okay. Okay. So I I got sick. I got sick. That's right. So I, (laughs) my first year, this is my first retreat ever. I got sick. I went up to the mountain. I was puking. I turned white and other things were happening, which I don't really want to (laughs) say, but I was, I felt like death and people said that I was on the brink of it um, from what what they, from what they saw. And I didn't get better until that Sunday. I was starting to feel better. You know, I, I could hardly keep down my food, but by then I was, I was better. So I felt robbed of my first church retreat. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go again after I graduated that year. And um, that was the year that I met Jenny. And because it was open to everyone to, to, to join. And she, well, she came to the retreat by invitation from a mutual friend went to RCC. Was that a setup? No, no. not at all. It was yeah. completely Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continue. And, and let me throw the stakes a little bit more. <laughs> at, during this time, I was discerning what I was going to do. You know, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't know, you know, how am I going to pay for it? How am I going to do all this and that? And I actually wanted to, my plans were to go to Japan to teach English for about a year, maybe. And to get accepted into the the JET or there was another program. I missed the deadline for JET, but there was another one that was available to me. I had some issues with paperwork and grades relating to me graduating. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to just get things on, in on time. And so it delayed me enough time to go to the retreat. And there again, I found Jenny and I saw that eventually 
and I'll get to how we how how we connected. <laughs> I know. So, like, yeah. we're, 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 we're like we're like okay. I, I, I am, first start with a burrito. I am, I am. I am. I love context. So and to to to. They said paint a picture. He's like, I'm a I'm painting a cap tapestry. Um. So, anyway, I wanted to go to Japan, right? But meeting Jenny at the retreat changed all that for wow. me. And um, and it began with her friend introducing us, you know, get to to get to know each other because she was a musician, and my friend knew our friend knew that I was also a musician, and she suggested, hey, you should get to know my friend. She sings really well, and I was just kind of like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, she sings well, okay, cool. And then um, it wasn't until I, did we get introduced the first day or the I think it was might have been Saturday night. Saturday Saturday evening, evening in the day I think it was still in the day no I think it was the- okay evening trust her early yeah, early evening we got we got introduced <laughs> and so then later on that evening and on retreats you know people don't sleep college retreats people mm-hmm. don't sleep so we were kind of up late ish and I had my guitar I brought my guitar with me. Um, and then I saw her and her friend sitting at a bench by themselves. They were writing, you guys were writing affirmation, affirmation notes to others, others mm-hmm. in their groups and all that on the retreat. And so I just came up to them and, and just started saying, Hey, you know, uh, I have this song that I'm, that I've written. Can you help me? Or I want to see, I want to hear how you would sing it. What and, a pickup line. And, and so, <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was literally <laughs> just trying to see how, what, you know, how, my friend said she's really good. So, okay, let's see if she can. I want to see how she picks up this song that I, I just give it to her and I just mm-hmm. start playing. And yeah, he happens. just presented the lyrics. Yep. And he I didn't say it. anything. I was like, okay, what's the metal- melody like so I can try to sing it? And he's like, no, I want you to sing it how you think it would fit into these chords. So. And you thought, what a jerk. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, uh, sorry if this sounds bad. Because I don't know where you want me to go with this song, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then from there, just evolved into us. Wait, wait! Oh. You did sing it, right? She did. I don't remember what I sang, but I sang something. She sang something, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you thought, wow. Um. Well, no. Okay. So careful. <laughs> so at first, I was like, well, it's not really fitting. It's a little. You know, I was being a little critical. Yes, you, you did say that. I, I, so it's not really fitting. Uh, so then I, then I gave her the melody and then what really caught my ear was when she started harmonizing with me. And I, I don't think I, I didn't ask her to do that. I don't believe. And she just did it. And I was like, Whoa, she does sing good. And so that was, that was when, you know, the switch went off. And then she turned you up. (laughs) (laughs) Was that how it went for you, Jenny? So you want my side of the story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but true. Well, are you done? Yeah, you? sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Sounds like I'm done. Okay. So and here's how it really happened. <laughs> so yes. Um I was at a choir practice one night, which is where I have met my friend Cynthia, who is the one who introduced me to him. So I had only been on a confirmation retreat and then never anything else. So I was telling her that I was in my junior year of college or my fourth year, but I took an extra year. So I was telling her, I haven't gone to a retreat 
since my confirmation and I really want to go to something like that. And then she said, oh, I'm part of the CSF club and they are putting a retreat together soon. I can try to see if I can get permission for you to go. So then I was like, oh, okay, that would be cool. And she did. And she um, also got permission for my other friend, Adrian, to come. They're both my best friends. They're both in our uh, wedding also. So they're very special to us. Yeah. Like caused Yes. So, so me and Adrian go to the retreat and we don't know anyone, but right away I'm like, whoa, these are all really college students and they chose to be here. They chose to come and grow in their faith. I was there to, yeah, grow in my faith. I felt like something had been missing. I've always, you know, gone to mass. I sing, sing at mass every Sunday. I prayed every day, but that was about it. So seeing that was very powerful. And I had a really, really great confession Saturday in the morning of that retreat. And then Cynthia, the one that got us to go, me and my friend Adrian, she introduced me to a lot of people because we didn't know anyone. So every time she introduced me to people, she said, oh, this is Jenny. She sings really good. Oh, this is Jenny. She sings really good. Oh, this is Jenny. She sings really good. So he was one of the ones that she told that as well. So people have introduced me to other friends that way, even outside of the retreat. And and, uh, even though Cynthia said she sings really good, she also mentioned to the people, you should hear her sing kind of thing. So usually people never come back and actually see, you know, Mm-hmm. like ask me to sing for them which I probably wouldn't be really afraid of anyway I like big audiences not like small tiny ones <laughs> I prefer big audiences so it surprised me that he actually That's later it. later in the night actually did come back to me and ask me to you know share my voice with him yeah wow <laughs> so yeah he came with his crazy question about sing this song i'm not gonna sing it for you but you sing it how you want yeah and then he gave me pointers and i was kind of like okay well you told me to sing it and i don't know how it goes so why are you being all critical (laughs) but i was like okay whatever but i was with my friend adrian the whole time like he said um and she stayed with us as well but yeah he after the music part he just shared his whole story with us yeah um, I, every, I didn't leave any mystery. Yeah. I poured everything out. And because, yeah. because, and I stand firm on this, I was just trying to make a friend. I, I was just trying to be friendly. And from my understanding, um, you know, being vulnerable at a retreat can mm-hmm. be very powerful to people. And so I just wanted to be vulnerable in that way. And, um, you know, hopefully something would inspire her from what I said. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's that was my intention. I was just I was trying to do the good work of God and share share my witness and testimony. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jenny was like, creepy. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> I mean, I was like, whoa, he shared a lot. And then my friend asked, because we were up, there was other people up, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we were up till common, like common two or three. At the retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Talk. That's usually how retreats go. I know, but I didn't, I was not expecting that at all. And I think on the way up, my friend and I 
were wondering if it would be anyone, but I was like, I'm there for myself. I'm trying to grow in my faith, which I did. I feel like from Friday night to, to work between Saturday, I really did grow a lot and learn new things, which helped me be open to the things he shared with me. Mm-hmm. Cause usually I, before that I would have been turned off. Um, but yeah, whatever I learned, I became more open and accepting of the things he shared with me, with his past. And that's beautiful because I think the purpose of being there is to grow in faith and to have Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Lord all present. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love those retreats and I love them for youth and young adults because most people come to retreats feeling alone. And when they understand that you didn't come alone, you brought the Holy Spirit with you mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ, and, you know, the, the, the triune God is always with you all the time and you come back understanding that but you came back with four <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you had a tony tagging along <laughs> yeah so that's how we met that's, that's how we met. met that's how we met and so you know we we, we met through music in a way mm-hmm. and we wanted to make those those charisms that we have as musicians put it to good use and try to hopefully fill a space with music as Sparrow for people who need events, music for mm-hmm. their events, adoration, um, praise and worship things, and just try to make that happen. And, you know, in service, not for ourselves, but for, uh, for the Lord, you know, I, one thing that really stuck out to me when you had our drummer Archie mm-hmm. on your show was how we have a sacramental presence, how we want, we always want to include the sacraments, whether it's, adoration, um, confession, and a message from a priest, you know, just. And, and you know what? Yeah. That's important. And I love the fact that what you guys do is, is so Christ-centered that each and every single one of you at Sparrow is so gifted and talented. And every single one of your gifts and talents point to Christ. And we see, I see many people who are, gifted but they point that gift towards themselves Mm -hmm. and i always find that awkward but when you guys sing and you guys really need to to catch them on instagram sparrow worship sparrow underscore worship Mm -hmm. and you can literally listen to jenny belt out a song and you're like those are the voices of angels (laughs) and that's so beautiful and then you say, and what does he do? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, no, no, I, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just stand there. Yeah. Most people know I roast people on the show, okay. but it's mostly the guys because mm-hmm. they deserve it. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I put out some questions and I love you guys' stories. But when you said, hey, put out some questions, yeah. I did. And um, some of the questions did come out. Oh. And um, oh, yeah, and be careful what you ask for. Okay. But I, before we get on to, because I know you guys have a special message that you want to reach young people and young adults that you want to share. And that's why I asked you guys to come on the show is to share that message. Mm-hmm. And so before we get to that message, I just want to get through some of these quirky questions. Um, and so here, here's, um, here's the, the first one. It's from a person named Alex. It's simple. And he says, what keeps your guys' spark alive? 
not the reason why I asked that question because of sparks. Yeah. <laughs> but because the question was just so good. So what keeps what keeps you guys, what keeps your spark alive? That's a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> that I don't know if we've thought of that before. Hmm. I think so far it's been rediscovering relationship when we dated, different relationship when we became engaged, or excuse me, boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, and it just continues continues to evolve throughout mm-hmm. time. When we became engaged, we things just got deeper and deeper with respect to who we are to each other in the context of Christ, and so so we learn more about each other in giving ourselves to Christ by going you know, deep to the sacraments, going, mm-hmm. going to mass, listening to the homilies, listening to Catholic podcasts and list, talking to, talking to other, mm-hmm. other married couples. And, <clears throat> and we learn more about who we are through our faith, you know, the experience, the experience. And I, you know, I, I get to see my, you know, my now wife in a different way. That's that I, that I could not see her when I was, you know, as a, when we were dating. And I think that's going to continue, you know, God willing, when we have children, that's going to be even more. I'm going to be able to discover Jenny as a mother and me being conscious of that. You know, we look forward to that. And, and, and well, I can't it. wait to see yeah. your face when that happens. <laughs> it is an amazing feeling when you see your wife give birth i mean i'm i'm, I'm starting to tear yeah. because <laughs> i remember too. that and 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 to see the fruit of what god has put together and it's like it's such a different kind of love mm-hmm. um it's 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 a love that that is is that's when you really understand how much god loves us to give us his only begotten son as a sacrifice for us. And it's like, yeah, I'll never be God because I can't sacrifice mine for you. But that's how much that beauty of, of that gift. Once you feel that I, I, I tell people, once you feel and experience that you truly understand what Eucharist is. Eucharist is it's like um yeah now I'm starting to cry but okay so here's the thing how long were you guys dating how long before you guys got married so <laughs> two months we met in I wish November of 2016 and we hung out as friends by January 7th 2017 we became a couple so we became open and girlfriend so yeah like yeah before the retreat i would have been like i need to know someone for six months as friends before i become their girlfriend but yeah something was very different about him and i became more open after that retreat so 
we dated for for a couple. Let's see. We got married in Jill. Wait, we got engaged in 20. No, 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah. 2018, November. So, like, less than two years. Two around years. our two year friendship anniversary. <laughs> two year I guess. friendship. Yeah. Two, uh, so, I think it was, yeah, two year friendship anniversary and less than two years of being boyfriend. Yeah. Under two, just under two years of yeah. being boyfriend and girlfriend. And then we were engaged from November. Till the next July. So about eight months, I think. Mm-hmm. So well, less than three years, you guys were hitched. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yep. So, so question, do you guys believe in long, long, long engagements? Oh. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Don't be Pam and Jim. I mean Pam, <laughs> Pam and Roy. <laughs> Sorry. Don't know who you are, but he just threw you out there. Okay. So um Oh, this one's a tough one. Um, biggest struggles as newlyweds. So. I'll, I'll let you take that one. Well, <laughs> he we would have, I feel like we would have different ones. Yeah. I felt like I wanted things a particular way with like cleaning and stuff, but I didn't want to get upset with him he's and a scare him off. No, no. <laughs> I just didn't want to treat him bad for me wanting things a certain way. So I would have to like hold it in and just rethink of how I can rephrase things kindly so I didn't cause something, you know. So for me, a struggle, well, I didn't, I feel like I never really got extremely, extremely, extremely upset at you for any of those things. Um but it's still a struggle to like see something and then it's not in its place. It, yeah. Something is not put away in the right place, but <laughs> I'm a girl. So it might bother you if you're a girl. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm sorry to say I've been married 25 years. It's still a struggle for my wife. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have that to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks. Arnel. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I wanted it to be a, you, bit, a surprise. You can change. <laughs> you can change. Don't use my example. <laughs> I feel like he's improved. I've improved. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, learned, I've learned a few tricks. But I've, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a struggle. Like after a long day to see something and then you're like, um, but yeah, you have to, you have to not burst and be upset about those things. Yeah. And I mean, my struggles uh, can you re ask the question? Yeah. Biggest struggle as newlyweds. As newlyweds. Okay. Um, well, I'd say we were pretty blessed. We, we were pretty blessed with the marriage prep that we got, mm-hmm. and it prepared us for having tough conversations and not, you know, stonewalling things and and um, you know, not to being able to communicate, right? And so that. We had that. There were times, I guess, when it I, maybe it felt difficult for me to communicate, whether you know mm-hmm. if it's emotionally, like if it's an emotional response to something, just like anger, really quick, and you know I don't want to respond in anger. So I guess being able to make sure I don't go that far 
and holding that in similar, I guess, to her, but, but just different, maybe different things, or maybe my reaction is a reaction to her reaction kind of thing. And so I guess keeping myself in check that way and remaining calm, not letting those any emotion get to me to where I'm going to say something that I wish I didn't say, or, you know, just being able to hold it, yeah, hold it in. But I I want to touch back on what you said, because it's important because I don't want to miss it. Sure. And you said your marriage prep, your pre-cana, you learned a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that it was good for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your pre-cana was yes. good. We had a decent experience, yes, I would say. <laughs> okay. Because there's a lot of times that people go to their marriage prep or pre-cana, and it's just like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. why did we even bother to do that? Mm-hmm. They didn't get anything out of it. And I think it's very important, especially if you're listening out there, who you're in the marriage family uh, ministry, that you're setting forth. The, the steps for a successful marriage. And I think people who do marriage prep really need to invest a little bit more in, in, in doing it well, you know, doing pre-cana well, because I hear too many times that, you know, it's like, is there another pre-cana, especially in the English community? Uh, the Spanish community, I don't know. They seem to be active and alive in, in some of those I know in our parish, we absolutely do not have anyone who does the pre-cana for English. Mm-hmm. So wow. we send them somewhere else. Wow. And um, I think it's very hard to do it somewhere else because you don't have that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just meeting with a stranger. That's true, yeah. That's true because I think part of that success was the relationships that we had. We, we had a good relationship with our priest and our marriage, me- marriage prep couple. Prep couple yeah. um, our mentor couple, They mm-hmm. we had a good relationship with them as well. And so we felt like we could share things with them and talk mm-hmm. about those things in front of them or separately and then together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and They're really good friends of us still. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's almost like marriage, pre-marriage counseling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's lifelong that, that you can actually um, grow into that. But I want to get to where you guys are going. And I'm trying to find that question that's really important. Go for it. Um, and somewhere in here. Oh, here it is. Um, the person asks, who is your favorite coworker and why? And it's from mto.family.kinder.bobby. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> you've been discovered. I don't know who that is, but that was such a good question. So who is your favorite coworker and oh why? Oh, my gosh. That's funny. What did you do? <laughs> We've yeah, been that's, found. Okay. <laughs> You've been found out. I have top two <laughs> is him. He he's like a he was my partner teacher last year. Um he teaches TK now. Um he has a lot of crafts that he would always share with me because I'm really bad at prepping crafts for my kids. They we wouldn't have arts and crafts if I, I didn't have any help. I would always look to other teachers. Oh, what are you doing with your class? Can you prep it for my class or whatever? So thank you for that. But I also really love my aid. Without her, there would also be no crafts. So, <laughs> so I love her a lot as well. So top two. And you, sir? <laughs> Me? Um, I think you're part of this. I guess. Uh, <laughs> By the way, do you guys work at the same? No, no, no we we're different. Um, <laughs> that might be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, 
I mean, my last year, I, I had a lot of help from my from my team leads. So in my in the grade that I was teaching. So I mean, when I would ever have a question, I asked them for help, and I got it. So it, yeah, that's all I can say. Really, <laughs> he's I, not going to name the. Person. I was I was it was there less than a year. So, but anyway, how has this relationship been different from previous ones that you guys had? If you had one. I feel like the only serious relationship I had was with him. In high school, there was a couple of guys that I was with, but it was never anything serious. And I didn't even know who I was at that point either. I was just like, oh, everyone has boyfriends in high school. Sure, I'll go out with this guy. And then I think it was only them. And then between then and him, there was other guys that I was interested in, but they never officially became my boyfriend, but we would just like get coffee. Or, dates. Yeah. Things like that. Uh, but it's pretty much, it, he was my only serious relationship. Wow. Mm-hmm. Top that, Tony. <laughs> well, unfortunately, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I had a previous relationship of five years, almost five years, stemming from high school and um, high school sophomore year, which lasted up until the start of my junior year of college, which coincided, which coincides with my reversion. When that ended, that's when my reversion began. That's where I was led. And um, in between that and meeting Jenny, um, went on a few dates with people I was interested in. And um, yeah, things didn't work out. Things didn't work out. And, you know, I took the time. I tried to take the time, of course, to prepare myself before that, after that giant five, almost half a decade relationship. And, um, and it, that's what led me to my faith in doing so. And so, um, yeah, that's so completely different because that was a relationship not at all centered on Christ versus you know, being here today with my wife. Like night and day. Night and day. Night and day. And then you guys now do Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Are there any other ministries that you guys are active in? Hmm. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say where there's any official ministries. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that we're trying to embark on, I think, is to uh, share the traditional Latin mass with people. And Mm -hmm. so lately we're we're trying to get into the habit of inviting people to go to the Latin mass to experience it. Um, It's kind of our own thing. I would, I guess I would say that we want that we decided together and so we want to share the beauty that we found there with people. And yeah, so uh, Klausti, San Secundo, they have Latin Mass there. And yeah. so there's my little plug. High Mass and Latin High Mass at 2.30 p.m. Yes. Mm-hmm. Daily low Mass at 6.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's rough, but, but it's worth <laughs> it. Yes. It's worth it. It's right before you go to work. That's true. That's true. You can just leave it a little early and then stop by. 
quick 30 minutes with the Lord mm-hmm. and then head on to work. That's what I used to do when I used to work in Pomona. Uh, work started at eight, so stopped by and then it was exactly an hour to get to work mm-hmm. in traffic. Wow. So you guys have something to share with us and I really want to hear it. But before you share that, I want to share um, some information about a friend of ours. His name is Tim Doe. He is a sales manager for um, for Optimum Mortgage. And so if, you, if you're thinking of maybe refinancing your house or buying a new home, think of Tim Doe. Um, his email is T-I-M-D-O at OptimumMortgage.net. That's OptimumMortgage.net. I'll give you his phone number. It's 800-676-0306. I, I told him I'd do this because he helped us refinance our home. Um, so that we can do a couple of things, not necessarily do the podcast room, but um, mm-hmm. my wife would kill me. But such a nice guy, and it's very rare to find someone who is Catholic. And so we always um, mm-hmm. feature people who help out who are also in the faith, and Tim Doe is that. So, um, shameless plug there for Tim. So, now back to you guys. So, What's this thing that you guys really are yearning to share with youth, a young adult, who are going to listen to this and going to ask, where did they come up with that? And what is that? And how to find that? Because there's many a times the most listened to podcast is on relationships. So go for it. Oh, okay. All right. So we're going to say things. I'll just disclaimer. Now we're going to say things that you might not like. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Any errors that we make, of course, are our own all glorious to God. The things that we say we've learned, we've either learned or experienced it. We are not perfect. We are sinners. And did we do every single thing like how we want to say to the young ones? No, not exactly. But uh, there was a lot of principles behind it that we believed in and followed. And a uh, majority of w- is what the church actually teaches. And so, um, well, the message that we wanted to give was kind of too different to people in different states of life, I guess, in terms mm-hmm. of those who are discerning a relationship. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. His voice is still changing. No, no. I, <laughs> this is my first week back at school and my voice is worn out. Okay. I had to yell at sixth graders and, uh, you know, so anyway. Which, which backtracking, this is a really cute relationship because she's kindergarten. He's sixth grade. So he comes home frustrated and she's like, la, 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 la. Uh, <laughs> you would think. The opposite. <laughs> We're both frustrated. I have to teach five-year-olds how to be in school. <laughs> how to not poop their pants oh, God. Poop their yeah. pants. all right so we okay. digress Go ahead. All right. so um one of the things that i see or i have seen before and maybe myself and friends of mine and people that i've known is that people get into relationships when they're not ready to do so um now we're never perfectly ready for that but you know there are some things that you need to have kind of figured out about yourself you know what you want in, a, in the other person and especially if you're Catholic or if you're a person of faith, you want to find someone who is going to help you grow in your faith, not take you away from that faith. Um, and if you've recently broken up, if you've recently broken up with someone, don't jump into another relationship because you're not ready to, to be there for someone else 
to, you know, to, uh, I, I had this imagery of, you know, if you're, you're, you, if you are a glass, you shouldn't be empty and you shouldn't be looking to someone to fill you up. Right. Because that's going to lead to places where you shouldn't go. Um, do you want to add to anything on that? No, you're good. Yeah, for now. <laughs> like, no. okay. um, men, young men, young men, yes. including you know high school, sure, but also, also the young men in college. Don't be afraid to ask a girl on a date. We need more of that because I feel like I've seen a lot of men who are too afraid to ask. And I was one of those people at one, at one point where I was, took me eight months to ask someone out on a date and I should, I shouldn't have waited that long, you know? Um, so I want you, I want, I'm saying you men be confident because we need that kind of masculinity of taking charge and, and, and being intentional in that, in, in finding someone. And I like how you said that we need that masculine masculinity. Because a lot of times in, 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 in the secular world, in the world period, that what you just said would be construed as toxic masculinity. Mm. To, to go out and be confident about yourself, to be able to ask a woman uh, out on a date. Uh, so how do you gauge being overly masculine where it's toxic and not and how do you gauge when when someone comes up to you and say oh you know that's you're a little bit too aggressive um how do we gauge that because uh, unfortunately our young men and this is me being honest when we go to our churches who's leading the churches the -hmm. priest is a male Mm -hmm. but everybody else is female Mm -hmm. from our catechists to our leaders to everyone who's serving in ministry and coordinator roles, it's predominantly female. Our youth ministers are predominantly female. And so who's to teach them, our young men, to be a man? And so are we saying, you know, are you seeing in cases where our young men are becoming more feminized or saying, you know, I, I don't want to intrude on you. I don't want to be aggressive. I don't want to. Or Do you see that? Or I don't want to uh, mess up our friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard that one too. You know, but it's if that is if that person has the potential to be your spouse, that's worth it. Asking that question, and you know, you have to be okay with no. So when you say gauging it, okay, toxic masculinity isn't asking someone out on a date. But if you know if they say no, well, you know, then at that point you got to figure it out and say, okay, well. No, that no means no. All right, that's fine. And be okay with that. The toxic, the toxicity comes in where, you know, if you're trying to, you know, coerce someone into a date or, you know, or just pressing yourself too much, if, if they're, if they don't want, you know, if mm-hmm. they're put off by that, then, okay, you take your step back and you say, okay, you take it in stride. You, you go find someone else who, who will, yeah. who will take you out on that date. And still be a friend to that and person. Yeah, still ask. be a friend. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't totally cut them out of your life. That's the toxicity is, yeah. is burning a relationship just because they said, no, you know, you're fragile at that point. If you're, you're not ready. If you're that fragile. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. not ready. Mm-hmm. Not mature enough. Mm-hmm. Contact Tony. <laughs> I got you. Yes. He has, he has shared a lot of 
good good wisdom like that too along the way. Yeah, I always try to, you know, I always try to encourage my my male friends, you know, go for it. Ask ask the girl, I see, I yes. see you, you know, go <laughs> get that number or whatever it is. Set set that date up, you know. I, I do try Even to in the them. moment he'll like send I'll them a message. Like, yeah. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um I think Jenny has something to say to the to the women on the flip side of that. So women, if someone asks you out, go ahead and say yes. If I mean if something is really off by that person, like you wouldn't feel safe or something, then of course don't say yes. But if you know. We, I, we would encourage you to say yes. It's just a date. You're not committing your life by saying this yes to, to him. Um, get to know him. See how it goes. And do something simple, not like a crazy, big, fancy date. Just mm-hmm. go just for coffee. Some coffee. Smoothie. What do you do? You know. Yeah. So is it okay, you know, say, you ask, girl out. Is it okay for her to bring a friend? just to be comfortable or is that uh, it's too awkward you might want to have that discussion prior with the other person um i then it becomes group dating yeah it's mm-hmm. more group dating and that's and there's nothing wrong with group dating actually because yeah. if you you know if you say hey i'll bring my friend how about you bring one of your friends that's i think that's okay but if it's like me and her t- and her and mm-hmm. her friend that's a little weird uh, I think that's okay. And especially, you know, in the young, younger, if you're younger, I, I can see that being yeah. more, more appropriate. Yeah. I think people feel a little bit safer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Uh, when, when, when that happens. Yeah. Make sure you're in a public place yeah, that you're not place. like, even a movie. Don't, I yeah, don't think don't, a movie don't would do, be good. Guys, you guys in you high school. You can't get to know each other in a movie. Don't, don't do the movie thing. <laughs> don't. <laughs> no. no movie. No movie. It's like, I wish I knew. No house. Movie. Yeah, yeah, no inviting people in the house. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, here, here's one thing. My wife and I have this rule. Male friends do not go into your rooms. Can't do it. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't invite boys, don't invite girls into your room because the room is for other things, sleep. Um, and it's it's your own personal space. That was our, That's been our rule um, that you don't invite mm-hmm. you know it's yep. like living room family room dining room mm-hmm. kitchen that's it public places mm-hmm. where people can see so no one has any odd thoughts of what are you doing in there mm-hmm. i think the hardest thing for a parent to say is what are you guys doing in there that's weird yeah never like, you know so and like it implies something yeah it implies already something. happening and so always shouldn't even be there. yeah it's leave doors open I always like the tease. It's like we have this shower curtain. Yep. This curtain here, it says, I saw that. <laughs> and, and it's the, the sacred heart of Jesus leaning in and saying, I saw that. And I love saying that because <clears throat> I tell you, man, no matter where you're at, no matter what you do, no matter how dark it is, and no matter where you're hiding, God sees all. So you can't really hide from the Lord. Mm-hmm. He sees it. And so I, I love that. And that's why my wife hates it. It says, I saw that. <laughs> oh She's like, don't you dare put that in the shower. Oh my God. But no, it's not. It's inappropriate to put that in the bathroom. It's like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. it's perfect right there. The podcast yes. studio. I agree. So go on. Okay. Um, date with the intention to marry. 
that's another big one because that's what we did. We, at some point when we were on a date prior to becoming boyfriend or girlfriend, we explicitly talked about, you know, we shouldn't date just around, just to have fun or like just to. Yeah, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. They were. Go on dates with different people just to have fun and try them out. Yeah. Test drive. Yeah. No, that doesn't work that way. And, Mm -hmm. um, and because what ends up happening is, you know, you're going to, if you get into a quote unquote serious relationship with this person, you're going to be wasting a lot of time. If you find out by the end of it, your goals don't match up and your, you know, your life, your long-term, you know, desires at, you know, even something as reaching heaven if that doesn't match up with the other person, well, you kind of just wasted all this time when you could have been, uh, you know, seeking your spouse elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm real big on that because, you know, I, there was a lot of time that I wasted in yeah. my life because of that. And so I, you know, you want to have, you want to bring that up while you're dating before you become committed boyfriend and girlfriend. Are we dating to, to eventually get married? That should be our goal, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and that's how I'm pretty sure that's how it was in, in the olden days, right? Why is he looking at me? I don't know. Why is he looking at me? You're a source of authority. Yeah. But but I did, you know, with my, with my parents, uh, with, with my mother. She she had a couple of, of advice. One, um, she said, court. She never said date. She said, court someone of the same faith um, because it'll help you succeed more. It's a lot difficult, especially when you have children who's going to decide where they're going to be worshiping. Uh, she also said um, that when you court, remember, it's your whole family who's part of your mm-hmm. courtship. So she always says, don't embarrass the family. Mm, that's a good one. And so it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, when you have a big family behind you, it's like, uh, maybe we shouldn't go out. <laughs> My family would get upset. <laughs> yeah, oh, we can talk about that a little bit. To, to your first point, I'll bring something else about that a little later, because I also really agree mm-hmm. with you there. Um, about dating within the same faith. So mm-hmm. we'll get to there. Uh, one, I did some homework and I just wanted to read something from the catechism. Okay. You know, got to, got to bring that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so this is catechism 1603 and P it's on page 44. If you have the, four, you know, four, seven. Oh, sorry. Four, four, seven. If you have this copy right here, if you can see it on the video. Um, and it says, excuse me. Sorry. And it says the vocation to marriage is written in the very nature of man and woman as they came from the hand of the creator, the well-being of the individual person and of both human and Christian society is closely bound up with the healthy state of conjugal and family life, conjugal meaning married life. Mm -hmm. And so what this is basically saying is that Okay, marriage is God-given, so that alone should make it super important. Okay, not something just to, oh, yeah, I'm going to get married someday. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows what happens? Yeah, uh, there's no purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what this quote is saying is that if we fail to find someone, or I shouldn't say that like that, but if the person that we marry isn't someone who's going to lead us to heaven, uh, we, we're risking our well-being. We're risking the well-being of our society. And we're risking the well-being of the Christian body and generations of families to come. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, if you know, if there's discrepancies in the faith and there's issues that arise from that that affects the children, you're not, you know, you are you are potentially 
sabotaging, you know, generations ahead of you, you know, where they lose the faith because of if, um, if you don't have a healthy state in your married and family life. And we can see that a lot of the problems that we see in society are because of broken families. And I know that you mentioned where you work, you probably, you've seen that a lot mm-hmm. as a teacher. We see it a lot in mm-hmm. our in our students that come from broken families who don't have, you know, um, you know, who don't have that support at home, who, who don't have parents that have a healthy relationship yeah, and, it, and it comes out and it comes out in what they say, what they do, mm-hmm. how they behave, how they respond. Um, and it, and it, and, you know, it hurts to see that. Yeah. And um, so this is the importance of why choosing your spouse is important mm-hmm. because you, you affect not only yourself and the other person, but society as a whole and generations of your mm-hmm. family, God willing, if you have children. And, and I focused on the one word that you said, choosing your spouse. There's many people out there who, who look at that in dating and courtship is that, you know what, the Holy Spirit, God is going to bring down this person <laughs> oh, and there's your spouse. But you said choose mm-hmm. because you're, you're, you're out there looking for your spouse, the person who you're going to grow old with, who you're going to bear children with. And I love um, the thing that my mom had said that you're only one of your biggest roles here on earth is to bring back your children to heaven. Yes. We've heard that before. Period. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like in the the Baltimore catechism, it says, who made you? God made made you. you. And why did he make you? It's to know him, to love him and to serve him in this world so that you can go back to him in heaven. And that's what you should be teaching your kids is that, your purpose in marriage is to bear fruit. And if you're blessed to bear fruit is to give that fruit first fruits back to him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what he desires. Mm-hmm. He desires you to feel what it's like to be him, to give your child back to him. I love that analogy that God gave us the opportunity to be like God to offer up as a sacrifice our firstborn, our children, back to him. Sharing in his creation. Sharing in his creation. Yeah. That love himself wants love back, our love, through our children. Just on a side tangent, one of the most beautiful things that I want to share is um, is this parallel between, since we're speaking about love, that's this parallel between the parallel between the Trinity and married life. And uh, now the Trinity is a mystery, of course. So any analogy is really going to fail in some way. So uh, it's not perfect. And it's not, this is not intended to be like a sexual thing, but Mm -hmm. you know, we have the Trinity, God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, the love between the father and the son is so great that it creates the third person, the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay, the love between a father and a husband and a wife, the love is so great that it creates another person, Mm -hmm. which is your children, you know, and that was something that I just I heard once and it blew me away because it 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 helped me to understand more what love meant in the context of our relationship together as a trinity, you know, our love becomes so 
real that it, it creates a third person like that's creating the mystery you know how that happens and then god you know god the father and god the son so great that creates a third person so you guys are so cute <laughs> i love it i love you so cute i love you too <laughs> so that was a side tangent um i got more do you want to hear more yeah yeah okay i'm sure our listeners I, are like oh yeah start writing some, give us some write this down <laughs> write this down friends um okay so we've established that you know choosing your spouse is important it's your responsibility really if you're called to the vocation of marriage so you better choose choose right choose right choose well. I do want to add something. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You should start talking too. It's okay. <laughs> um, I know of women who might have a list of things they want in a spouse, but please cross off things like specific hair, specific height, specific weight, specific race. hobbies, race. Yeah. yeah. That shouldn't be the focus when you're looking for a spouse. So, you, can have, you can have preferences. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but don't. like with if someone asks you on a date and they don't match that list, you need to be open to who that person is. And even if they don't match what you want from someone. Um, yeah, yeah. Did did Mary say, you know, when when they when the when the angel came to her and said you were gonna, you're gonna conceive a child, he says, Well, is is the child gonna have, you know, the child has to have this kind of color <laughs> hair, this kind of color skin, this kind of Blah, 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 blah. No, she said, let it be done to me according to thy word. Yeah, my wife wanted a child with blue eyes, <laughs> blonde hair, <laughs> less hair. <laughs> and she wanted to marry a guy with uh, no um, facial hair <clears throat> and uh, light skin oh my. and skinny. And um, she got none of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry, honey. But she got something so much greater. Yeah. 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 Say it again. So mm-hmm. she'll she hear. got something so much greater. That's right. We wouldn't she's be the, here. She's in the other room. We, would not, <laughs> we, we wouldn't be here if Arnold's not. Here. So, um, okay. So some just I want to give some practical, also some practical yeah. advice for the do's for do's and don'ts for dating. Mm-hmm. So I made this fancy little table where he's such a teacher. Where there's a don't. Oh yeah, this is like she's a lesson. learned this from me. Organization. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's taking ownership. <laughs> Don't, uh, I'd say don't primarily rely on the world for your relationship advice. I'm sure they mean well, the friends that you ask that are not of the faith, I'm sure they mean well, but you know, you get, they might not be coming from the same framework as you. And so you got to be kind of careful of that. What I would say you do instead is to seek advice from those who, um, who are married couples, those, uh, priests, obviously, they can say something related to the scripture, mm-hmm. of course, and, and the tradition of the faith. And couples, you know, who are also practicing their faith. If you don't know any, go find them. If you don't, if you don't have any of these things, go find them because that's your responsibility is mm-hmm. to go find them. And we're Seek here. Them out at mass. Yeah. Seek them we're out. here for you. And we're here too. So you can you can hit up Sparrow underscore worship and you know, guys message me, girls message Jenny. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna put their information in the uh Right there show in notes. the description. Yeah, show notes. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, <laughs> don't make an idol of the other person and put them on a pedestal because that was one of my mistakes um, when I was an atheist. You know, making that person the center of my world and making them my idol, they were the fill in for God. Wow. And so when that when that person left, my entire world collapsed because I had made them my God. Okay. So 
what to do in a if you're looking for a um a, a good catholic relationship is to of course visit the sacraments together go to mass go to confession together um adoration, adoration. Mm-hmm. um pray for god's will in the relationship you want to share your your little yes. story that you said so so, <laughs> Sorry. so let's see <laughs> Every, I, yeah, we fell in love pretty quick. Like we said, I love you pretty soon into our relationship. About three months. Uh-huh. It's a safe time, I think. Yes. Um, he was counting the days. I was. <laughs> no, I was. I really was actually. I said, oh, okay, let's, I mean. He said it first. I said it first. Yeah. So yeah, I was planning. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't know about that. The counting. Sorry. Um, I wanted to say that even though I thought he was so great and that I did want him to be my husband one day, every day I had to pray for God's will to be done. I had to be okay with the fact that maybe he isn't the right one, even though I really would want him to be my husband. Till the day we were married, I prayed for that each day. So I really recommend that you do that, even if you're in a relationship right now or your future relationship down the road. Pray for God's will to be done. Hope that he is leading you to the right person. And um, yeah. Don't compromise your faith Mm -hmm. um, in a relationship. And instead, you should be learning together about the faith. And also learn about your role in marriage. Because, and this kind of goes to your pre-Cana thing. Well, pre-Cana can begin with yourself researching what does a good, husband look like what does a good catholic husband look like before you even think about asking the other person to be married and you you know you look at yourself and say well i i have these qualities this is good this isn't maybe so good so um you know yeah start start looking at that you you got your podcasts listen to this podcast that's right and uh read about it i know fulton fulton j sheen has got three to get married um i haven't read it all but um, people have recommended it. I I came across a really great video on YouTube that lots really of, lots helped. Of YouTube yeah, actually. yeah, lots of YouTube. Make sure they're Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah. So, um, even before we got engaged, like I knew I wanted that in our someday, and he gave me an idea of when he would ask me because we knew he wanted to get married, but. One day I found out that he was trying to talk to my parents to like finally, you know, ask for my hand in marriage kind of thing. And when I found that out, I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to happen. Am I actually really ready? And then I kind of got scared and I had to tell him, hey, I know we want to get married, but please don't do it soon. I I need some, (laughs) I I need some time to pray about this because right now I'm feeling a little bit anxious, but I know I want to marry you kind of thing. So I had to really pray even more to God. Is he the one? Help me know that he's the one. Help me be ready. And I came across this really powerful YouTube video from a priest named Father Matt Hartley. And he has a lot of videos. I think he teaches like RCIA kind of thing mm-hmm. and does marriage prep too. He has a video called, um, let's see, 
the vocation of a wife, I think something like that. The vocation of a, yeah, of a wife. It's pretty long because it's yeah, like him teaching a class and he posted it. But one thing that stuck out that he said because things I was afraid of is him talking to my parents and them saying, "You need to wait. You need to wait till you're thirty. No, not <laughs> not that. Make sure you guys finish school. You have your career. That kind of stuff, which." I always thought it was a good idea, but he told me you yeah. shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't check off all these things before we get married. We should just do it. And then I agreed. But then when I found out he was going to talk to them, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't think it's going to go well when he talks to them. So in the video, he said, let me think about it. I'm not going to get the phrasing right, but he said, you shouldn't have to god is not going to look at all the things you accomplished in life he's going to look at all the people that you loved that's how you get to sainthood you're not going to get to heaven by accomplishing your college degree your career goals all those things you're going to get to heaven by the person that you lead but by the people that you love and you lead them to heaven as well and in the occasion of marriage besides putting god first you put your spouse next um, and that will help you with your family, like how we mentioned earlier, leading our children to heaven as well. So how old are you guys? 27. 27. Yeah, I'm older by half a, half a year. Yeah, well, yeah. same as my wife and I when we got married. But um, so did you guys get married before you finished school and before your professions? Uh, it was primarily me. Who mm. was, uh, she was. Uh, I was in, I finished college I had to get my teaching credentials. So that was an extra year. We got engaged my first year of teaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first first year of teaching for her. I was getting ready to enter into my teaching program. I was substitute teaching prior to that. Um, for maybe but maybe. you were on your way into. I was your on my profession. way. Yeah, I was on my way. Into because my as a parent, the reason why I'm, I'm sharing that because as a parent, as a Catholic dad, um, that is literally what you said. Mm-hmm. What you said mm-hmm. is literally what I told my children, mm-hmm. and it was what my parents told me mm-hmm. is is before you enter into this make sure that you're finished mm-hmm. make sure that you have a profession make sure you have the ability to provide mm-hmm. because as, as uh, uh, also what my mom said is finances mm-hmm. can be a huge struggle and burden in a mar- marriage and so if you are not secure then it's 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 a it's a hindrance that doesn't need to be there. And although finance, finances will always be a struggle in all marriages and, and throughout life, it's not something that you want to go into and say, oh, yeah, we paid this $20,000 for a wedding and now we're in debt in college and debt in our wedding. And But we had a great party, great pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, once I heard those words from that priest, that was like, it struck me really hard, and I, I was like, okay, whenever you're ready to ask me, I'll be ready now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I still had to keep in mind that my parents uh, might not agree, but I, I that's what I we wanted. We had a plan. We, we had, had a plan. We had a plan, and that's good because yeah. as a father, if you would have yeah. came to me, I would have told you, "What's your plan?" Yeah, we mm-hmm. had a plan because yeah. if you were saying, "Well, we're just going to get married," yeah. I would have told you no. Yeah, you cannot have my daughter <laughs> get married. Yeah, so. 
Get out of here, loser. Yeah. We highly recommend you make a plan. Mm-hmm. You talk about this before you get engaged. Make sure it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you also had to talk to other people too who were married. Yeah, I talked to and, a lot of friends right. where you were married, a cousin. Um, they all said, you're never going to be married. You are going to struggle financially and with other things, mm-hmm. but God will provide. Mm-hmm. Make sure when you make that plan, make sure it's observable, measurable, and have a time frame. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and we did we did have all that, you know. And so, yeah. because parents, especially dads, will just throw everything out. God disappears when it comes to their daughters. <laughs> yeah, I love my parents, and yes. I see where they're coming from. Yes, and and that's the thing I is that yeah, we yeah. know that those are because that's the essence of being protective, mm-hmm. right? And 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 as parents, we do trust the Lord. And and we see the goodness in in, in the men that uh, that date our daughters, or otherwise you wouldn't be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Period. I love the dad talk. Yeah. I was like, I feel like he's my son. I'm like ready to choke him. <laughs> but it's beautiful. It, it gives me because I have two daughters, right? And uh, it gives gives us hope when when I hear things from young men like you and from young women like you and who are entered into marriage entered into matrimonial sacramental marriage Mm -hmm. and actually living the sacrament that's what's beautiful and that's i think that's what a parent's um prayers are always about you know especially fathers who have only daughters Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) just allow my daughter to find her joseph you know, that's that's every every father's um, mm-hmm. hope uh, for their daughters is that they find a Joseph. Um, so, yeah. Do you have anything else to want to add? To make sure that we cover everything. I mean, you have yeah. like I have I have a pages. Th- I have a thesis here. Um, he literally wants to do a whole month. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm down with it. Um, so, some people ask, well, when are you ready to get engaged? You know, and so. Part of that is, is, and going back to what you said earlier, we don't encourage long-term relationships because that leads to sins of the flesh, mm-hmm. temptation. Let's be real. We are fallen humans who have desires and that only belongs in the context of marriage yes. um, within, of course, within the teaching of the church. And, um, and, you know, and I've seen it, you know, people will justify, might justify their sin. You say, oh, well, we're going to get married. So it's okay. Yeah. You know, we do this. So that, you know, you're, you're, you're walking you're, on you're playing with fire, playing with fire, there, literally fire. Um, so, yeah. And so, you know, when you're ready, you, you know, when you're more ready, when you've talked to other people about getting engaged, uh, you've gotten spiritual direction. That's what we did from priests that we knew. Uh, you've prayed together with them for discernment. And, you know, you've planned realistically what you what you agree on and for the future. And. Like you said, you have a plan, a measurable, observable plan for the mm-hmm. future to to get through your engagement and to get started, you know, uh, with 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 the marriage. Um, don't check up. Don't check up, mm-hmm. friends. Um, yeah, don't do and that. And if you're checking up, one of you move back home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know in society a lot of people yeah. do that, but please don't conform to that. Yeah, I mean, I have, I, I did look, because I'm a big fan of uh, Dave Ramsey, and um, <laughs> I don't know, are you familiar with Dave Ramsey? Yeah, oh yeah, so I'm a big fan of him, and and one of the things that he just, he, I love when he burns people is just like, 
It's like, like, oh, me and, you know, we're living together. And I said, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> no, you're not. You guys are just playing house. Yeah. And so, Literally. yeah, he just says that you're playing house because the other person can, if you're not married, the other person can leave whenever they want to. Yeah. Free you're of, not committed you're not, to and, each other. And fine. can walk away at every, any moment. And financially, you're not protected either, you know, mm-hmm. you know, legally. Um, and one of the things that he says is that, um, you know, financially, uh, this is related to one of his episodes. It says in a survey that more than of more than 100 couples who live together, 71% of the women said that they would not live in again. And uh, in practice, cohabitating couples who marry, many of whom already have children, are about 33% more likely to divorce than couples who don't live together right. before marriage. Okay. Um, so it's because you're, because you're playing house and you're practicing to fail Mm -hmm. because you're trying to find a perfect companion and every single one you're, you're, you're comparing to the last one, which was a failure. And so you're just, you know, it's, it's a recipe for divorce Mm -hmm. And, and every single one of those is that you're looking for, you know, you're, you're checking the boxes. Oh, this one doesn't. So I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shack up until then. I'm going to give my precious self to this person in the hope that they're the right one. Well, they don't put the ring on your finger and you don't really know that they're not the right one. They're not the right one. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I love what you guys are saying. We're going to have to come back for another episode of this because Tony has a thesis paper going on here. Can I just add one more? Yeah. Throw one more? I know. Um, okay, <laughs> so this is something that's helpful for a Catholic at any stage. Okay, this is any stage. Um, whether you're single, in a relationship, engaged, married. Look at your life and what you're doing and compare it to someone who doesn't have faith and ask yourself if someone compared your life with theirs would they know that you're Catholic? Would mm-hmm. they know that you believe in and have a relationship with Christ? And is Christ truly on your mind, lips, and heart? That works for any stage, any station in your life. So if you're married, can they see the relationship that you have, that you both have with Christ in your relationship? Make it present if it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So question. Yeah. When are we going to see the baby? Please pray for Please us. Pray, yeah, pray for us. Are you guys preparing? Yeah. We I want mean, a family. We want a family. Mm-hmm. We want awesome. a family. So all you listeners, Please you need to add that us. in your prayers. The little baby comes because mm-hmm. they're ready. <laughs> Super <laughs> they're ready. waiting to be yeah. blessed. Yeah. Yeah, we need to. They're waiting for this moment all the time. <laughs> I've always wanted to see how they're going to look like. Yeah, we I did can't the, wait to make. We did the face. <laughs> they don't come out right. <laughs> we're like we're like we did that we uh-huh. did that and you know my wife says <laughs> because we still laugh because we we still have the picture mm-hmm. we did it and it looked like our neighbor's kid oh, oh whoa God. i was like oh, hey, um <laughs> honey that's that's not mine literally looked oh like our, our next door neighbor a little kid <laughs> tenshiro it's like we yeah. did it and it's like that's a little tenshiro i was like oh no yeah i was oh, like no oh no Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, they never come out right. Yeah. But you know what? When they come out, they're so beautiful. It's like that, that, that first experience, you know, we, we could do a whole podcast on 
first experience when, when the baby comes. Mm. Well, we're going to podcast that when you get birth. Okay. Live okay. In, in the hospital. <laughs> Great. I'll, I can't guarantee I'll be there. Screaming it on. In the, in the corner. And but I, the I do want to, to bring you guys back and talk about preparing okay. for a child. Mm. No. Because we are going to have a, a couple that has a newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I really want to hear your story of your desires, um, his desires um, for, for children and what you guys are planning yeah. and the next step of marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're newlyweds, you're living it out and it's wonderful. And you're, you're having that experience, the next step. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many stages, yeah. Where you just want to return them sometimes. Just mm-hmm. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing that I want to just a little salt on the, the whole plate is that you know, of course, there are exceptions to what we've said in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people. I'm sure I don't want to make it sound like oh, you know, that you can only be Catholic and and that's you you'll have a great relationship. No, Catholics have fallen, yeah. of course, and you know, people have come to the faith from outside of the faith. So I just want to preface that. I don't want to make it seem like we're casting, condemning everyone to that, but the faith is beautiful and you know, we wouldn't have each other without it. Amen. Amen. I love the story. I love your guys' whole love story And, and folks who love love stories. It's true. Miracles do happen. For Tony, miracles happen. <laughs> yes, yes. For her, she allowed, yeah. you know, she allowed, she listened to the angels. Yes. <laughs> I'm her constant source of sanctification. Yeah, he says it all the time. I love sanctifying uh-huh. by creating those. By just being you. By just being me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the role of husbands. <laughs> We're here to make them holy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they work hard. Our wives work hard to keep they us do. holy. They do. They inspire us. I'll tell you that. I love this. I love this this <laughs> podcast. DTR. So, uh, fam, um, we can talk on forever, mm-hmm. but um, but we're going to stop in here. And I just want to say, you know, define the relationship. What is it? Have you? Have you not? In this case, these two individuals that are right next to me, Tony and Jenny, have and it bore fruit with their witness to loving one another until death do they part but how about you how about you have you dtr are you the one still looking have you blown your past relationships well i'm here to say that you have not blown it like peter who denied christ three times you like him have every opportunity to bring that about remember that peter wept just like the others and grieved immensely when told that the lord had risen was the first one out of the door and the first one in the tomb, only to find the tomb empty. But the Lord did not leave him empty. Remember the folded napkin, a message was left for him. And for us, that is not the end. So for anyone who's looking for a relationship, who's fallen to a relationship, who'd have that crappy relationship, it's not the end. So if you know your scripture, you know it had a happy ending. And as this case with these two right here, and for you, so it shall. Trust in the Lord, define the relationship, surround yourself with holiness, and ask these holy people, how did you do it? I want to thank you too for a wonderful and blessed evening. 
our guests, Jenny and Tony. May you continue to bless those whom you will definitely witness to in your missionary path to holiness. Until our next episode, thank you for joining us. We hope this connected. Send us a comment on our email at catholic.dad50 at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram. As always, thank you for your support. Don't forget to give us a like and a review. And if the Holy Spirit calls you to be one of our patrons on patreon.com forward slash disconnected, shameless plug, don't hesitate. We much appreciate your blessings to allow us to do what we do. But for now, until the next episode, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. And as always, be blessed and be third. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. Different generations of the girls and boys. So sit back and relax. This Catholic podcast don't overreact. If the thoughts are abstract when it's hosted by Catholic Doc Dad, who knows what's gonna happen? Hey, what's up, fam? Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. And see if this connected. What's up, fam? To connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. Spec runaway thoughts like a runaway train break into conversation like links of a chain. Make a Hail Mary pass, hope this connects. Have a question for a guest, put it to rest. Live a life of holiness, lead by example. Follow at Catholic.dead and me tangled. <laughs> Christ leads our way, he's the good shepherd. Pray for one another, be blessed, and be there. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. And see if this connected. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The Cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021, T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N, 2021.